This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith and a culture against faith. So, okay, I know, <laughs> I know that you're not a good mythical morning person. No. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So they've been, they're a, a YouTube channel and they have a podcast and, and they've been doing things for a long time now. Um, for the last like five years or something. And, okay. and they're like massive on YouTube. Yeah. And so they do random stupid stuff Monday through Friday on, on YouTube, just random stuff. And then they'll come up with some sort of, uh, copy that they read or memorize or whatever and at the end they always say let's talk about that <laughs> so i have wanted for so long to be like is cancel culture really a thing did jesus support cancel culture let's talk about that <laughs> yeah i i don't as much like that about that part yeah but uh i like the idea of posing questions and you know, like let's talk about that Yo, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, let's talk. let's talk. Originally, I did pitch that idea, like that we should introduce the idea and then say, let's talk. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. And at the time, it just felt a little corny. It did feel um, a little corny. But the way we're growing right now, we might be able to pull it off. And, like people still listen. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. Let us know if you're interested in that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, but we are talking about cancel culture. We are still talking about cancel culture for the last the last episode. This is the last episode. Last week, um, you guys, was it last week? Yes, it was last week because I listened to it at work. You guys heard um, our friend Andrew Barrett. Yep. Um, pastor up in... Uh, 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 NC. Yes, North Carolina. I, I, I wanted to say North Dakota, but I knew that wasn't right. That is not right. Andrew um, will kill you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guarantee you he's going to comment and go, boo, Clayton. <laughs> Maybe so. He might. Um, so Where's that laugh track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an inside joke there. Um, Andrew, the first time we used the laugh track, texted Cullen and and booed at me for pressing the laugh track button. Yep, yep. Um, but, and notice Clayton hasn't done it since. <laughs> I have not. Well, because we've been back in our regular yeah, studio and it's hard for me to reach. Can't reach it. Um, and I don't actually remember which one the laugh track button is. I don't is. remember either. Um, I think it's this orange one. But um, So they talked about how cancel culture and the church really kind of intersect and meet. They really talked about the church two movement. Um, we do a little bit more, more so what we're doing there is balancing legacy with blemishes. Right. What is, what does it mean to be a person who has made an impact on society or history? And to what extent is that impact greater than someone's failures? Yeah. So we start with Bill Cosby and that one's interesting because Bill Cosby was very, very involved in the rise of black culture, in the rise of African Americans, in the civil rights movement. Yeah. This did a lot of things. I mean, countless things for the African American community. Uh, community. Yeah. Um, 
But then we've also got people in the Bible or in church history, right? We have Martin Luther, who we are Protestants because of Martin Luther. If you are a Protestant, it is because of Martin Luther and the work that he did from 1517 through the end of his life and the Reformation. Yeah. Um, and yet, he affirmed many of the same tactics that Hitler used in the Holocaust because he was an anti-Semite. Yeah. Um, John Calvin, murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, in the Bible, we have fathers of the faith. Abraham um, turns his wife over to, if I can just call a spade a spade, be raped. Not once, but twice by the powers that be in different places in Scripture um, because he's afraid that if he stands up for her, they'll kill him and do it anyways. Yeah. Um, you got people like David. Yeah. Just does some really heinous things that are definitely cancelable. Raped this girl. Yep. Got her pregnant. Yep. Killed her husband. Killed her husband in order to hide what he did. Yeah. Um, then his own daughter is raped by her half brother and David doesn't do jack darn squat about it. Nope. He just, it says he got angry, which as I thought back over that story, bro, that's like the least amount of response you're supposed to have. Yeah. That's like the expected minimum requirement yeah. that you're angry. Um, and this guy was most notably called a man after God's own heart. Yeah, David was. Yeah. And then you got somebody like Paul. And Paul, once again, we are Christians because of Paul. Yeah. Paul is called God's instrument to the Gentiles yeah. in Acts. And interestingly enough, he kills who knows how many Christians before that. Yeah. That's the cancelable offense, right? Um, it's just an inter- it is a very interesting conversation that we have over there. And we got a comment from someone that, that listens and they wanted us to talk about the idea of cancel culture in light of what if it were your family member? Yeah. So it, it like, it came out of y'all's conversation with the, the football coach. Um, it was Auburn, right? Um, well, it was actually a football coach that Baylor had hired to be the offensive line coach, but they didn't hire him after they'd hired him because they found that he did blackface when he was right. at Auburn. Right, when he was at Auburn, that's right. Yeah, he was a football player for Auburn. Um, and And this person was like, well – Maybe you need to pose the question, like, what if he was like your grandfather? Yeah. How would you feel now? Yeah, it is it is an interesting question because it brings back the conversation of grace and cancel culture. Because yeah. we, are, we are very likely to give grace and show grace to people whom we love. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not so keen on doing that for people that we don't know, to the stranger. Right. right? We're not so keen on doing that for... For those whom um, feel disconnected from us. And that's why I'm pretty sure, to this person's point, why we haven't canceled Martin Luther. 
why we haven't canceled John Calvin, why we haven't canceled King David, Abraham, Paul himself, because we're products of those people and they have a legacy that means something to us. Yeah. And now once again, hear me. I'm not saying that I'm not saying at any level that we should condone things. No, absolutely not. Um, the murder that the John Calvin committed, the, the anti-Semitism that, that Luther exhibited, like it's, it's not okay. The rapes of Bill Cosby. Not okay. These things are not okay, but I think it's a different conversation to say, Hey, these people did something wrong than to say we need to cancel them so that their entire legacy is forgotten. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about now. If, you know, I don't know, 100 years ago, somebody decided that they needed to cancel Paul because he was killing, because he started out killing Christians, mm-hmm. half the Bible wouldn't exist, or almost half the Bible. Well, 13 letters of the New Testament would not exist. Yep. We wouldn't have any of them. Um, and how much formation has come from those letters? Well, and people have tried to cancel Paul in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've been unsuccessful, but Paul has his own demons and battles that, that come with him. As someone who studied a lot of Paul, Paul's got his own junk going on. But But we all have our junk. That's the point, is we all have our junk, and yeah, I've never raped anyone or done any of those types of things. But I also want to call everybody's mind to the words of Jesus. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has this conversation about divorce. And the Bible is not really super consistent and clear and concise about divorce. The narrative seems to be a bit confusing at times. Um, But Jesus has this teaching on divorce, and he says that divorce should only be permitted under under God for situations of adultery, which would be sexual immorality with someone other than your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. But then, when you read the text right around it, he's also got this conversation about lust, And he says, but I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman with lust in his heart has committed adultery with her. And it's like, oh, okay, so wait. Are we doing a stair step here, Jesus? Is lusting actually immorality and adultery? And if so, what does that mean for your statement on divorce? So to that end, yeah, I've never raped anybody. But I don't know that Jesus would say that my sin is any less. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Jesus is going to overlook my sin any more than he's going to overlook someone else's. I think that cancel culture and the problem with cancel culture is it makes us fallen and broken people judge jury and executioner and 
I will say there are a lot of things that I want canceled. I do not want women to be raped. I do not want women to be oppressed. I do not want African Americans to be oppressed. Um, for that matter, I don't want white people to be put on a pedestal. No. There are things that I want canceled. But things and people are not the same. And I say it all the time. I'm not a proponent of the death penalty. I'm not a proponent of capital punishment. And my reasoning for that is twofold. Number one, my theology is such that I have to believe that God can save any person. If God is a God of justice and restoration and grace, then God's grace is big enough for any person and their sin. And I don't want humans taking away the opportunity for someone to experience grace. Yeah. My other part is, because when I talk about this with people, they say, well, God commanded that you know certain things demanded death in the Bible. True and fair. But when he did that, they operated under what's called a theophany. Or, sorry, a theocracy. A, a, a government ruled by God. If we went back to a theocracy, and you could prove to me that all these people were praying and asking the Lord, and the Lord was saying this, okay, who am I to argue? But we have people making these decisions that couldn't care less about God. No. Or d- don't necessarily live a life that represents God, or the kingdom or, of God. Or maybe maybe better said... They don't represent a kingdom of God that I want to be affiliated with. Yeah. And so with that, I'm not I'm not a fan of anything where we become judge, jury, and executioner. Well, it's an extreme. Well, not only is it an extreme, we're taking on a power that was never ours to have. Yeah. We're not the judge. Jesus is the judge. Well, and we have... Um scripture that talks about god as the author of life right we do um which means that he is in control or should be in control of life and death yeah um and when we take that into our own hands it becomes it it gets taken out of place yeah um and what the death penalty actually is is the ultimate cancel culture yeah, it is. Um, it, it's where we say this person has done something so heinous that they must be canceled. They must be removed from this earth. They are, they are ultimately canceled. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's awful. Yeah. Um, we also kill a significant amount of people who la- we later find out we're innocent. Absolutely. Um, so there's that piece of it as well. Well, and lots of that actually comes back to white privilege. And, yeah, 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 for um, sure. And we're not going to talk about all that. But um, I will say, I think for me, I'm not ready to get rid of cancel culture. I'm not ready to abolish cancel culture. But I want change within cancel culture. I yeah. think the conversation mm-hmm. needs to be changed from canceling people to canceling things, canceling categories, canceling activities. Well, I think we have to be careful because I think lots of people would argue that that's what they're doing. But they're not. No, I agree with you, but lots of people would argue that. Yeah, and, what? Well, and, and I by, think, you know, quote, 
cutting the head off the snake. Yeah. That's what they're doing. But no, you're ruining someone's life without grace and without mercy. Well, and look, I'm also not saying Bill Cosby, deserving of grace, deserving of mercy. Absolutely. It doesn't mean we get to just forget the things he's done. No. But I often find people in cancel culture, they cancel categories of people or they cancel people in general and they don't cancel the activity. So, for example, I might get frustrated with somebody and cancel them and when I cancel them, I unfollow them on Instagram. But then when I get the opportunity to sign a petition to enact new laws to prevent the actions that they did, I don't sign it, mm-hmm. right? I cancel the person, not the activity. Yeah. And in so doing it, you could say by proxy you are canceling the activity, but you're really not. You're canceling one person's experience of that activity. Yeah. Whereas I think the better way to approach cancel culture is to say, hey, we as Christians believe that every single person is worthy of love and grace and truth. But also equally as Christians, we believe in the sanctity of human life. And there are some things that we just can't be okay with. There are just some things that it is unacceptable for me to be okay with. And for me personally, I don't know where you at or listeners, I'm not sure where you are. Um, This is a question that I want us to continue in our community Facebook room. So if you're not on there, go follow the Wellhouse Church Facebook page. It'll be linked in the description and go join the Let's Talk group if you want to like participate in this conversation. But for me, the things that I want canceled are anything that harm the image of God. And so if God himself says in Genesis, let us make humanity in our image. Anything that harms the image of God, meaning anything that harms humanity or dehumanizes humanity, I want canceled. Yeah. But I don't want people who do those things canceled. I want people who do those things restored. I'm not interested in taking and personifying activities within a certain person. Yeah. I'm not I'm not interested in saying man Bill Cosby is a rapist and that's all he is. No. Bill Cosby was a person who did far many more things than just rape. He also raped and we need to acknowledge that, we need to say that, we need to own that. But at the same point Owning that and identifying someone with that are not the same thing. When we yeah. identify them with it, we personify the thing they did as their person. And I'm not interested in that. Like, not even in the slightest bit. What I want is I want us as the people of God to say, hey, there are actions that we can't participate in. And there are actions that we can't condone. And we're going to speak against those. We're going to act against those. And we're going to be anti those. We're not just going to say that I don't do those, yeah. right? In the words of Adam Cheney, cool, you're not a racist. 
Yeah. Now go be anti-racism, right? Yeah. I don't think that Christians should just not should only just not participate in those things, but we as Christians, we as people of God, we as followers of God need to be people who actively combat those things while also saying there's grace for the individuals who do them. And I'm going to say it again, and I will probably keep saying it as long as I think that it's relevant. Um, there is a difference between a call out and a call in. Mm. When you call yeah. someone out, you are in their face, you're telling them that they're messed up, that they need to change who they are, and that they're terrible because of who they are. Yeah. That's a call out, and it's wrong. Yeah. You should not do that under any circumstances ever. There is a call in that is filled with grace, that is filled with love, that is filled with mercy, and you say, the things that you are doing are wrong, and they are wrong for this reason. And you should really consider changing it. You don't tell them that they're a deplorable human being. You don't right. cancel them for the things that they do. You have a call-in moment. Say, I love you. You do it in love. You say, I love you. There's grace for you. There's mercy for this. But the things that you are doing are harmful to these people for this reason. Yeah. In the words of traditional conservative Christian lives, Hate the sin, love the sinner. Absolutely. Hate the sin, love the, love the sinner. I love that. And that is the stance that we should be taking. The whole thing with John Christ, remember we talked about it on the first episode. Yep. He did some things that were obviously wrong. He did some things that were obviously wrong. I still watch his videos. I still think he's funny. Yeah. Um, and... I believe that there is grace for him. Yes. And I think that's the point is that there's grace for people who do heinous acts, but people of grace also need to combat heinous acts. Mm -hmm. And we as Wellhouse church need to be a people of grace because everybody's broken mm -hmm. and we all are broken in different ways. We've all had different life experiences and traumas that make us who we are but my trauma and my brokenness may lead me to do something that is cancelable to someone else mm. but for me it may just be where God's meeting me right now yeah and so I want us to think about categories and actions or sins being things that we hate and act against while also being a people who love individuals and have grace for human persons.